Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate, here with Jimbo. What up, what up? And uh, we are ready to talk some baseball today. Specifically, we've got two things on the agenda. A little 2022 Bowman Draft Sapphire talk. And then also my prospect of the day. And if we have time, a Jimbo prospect of the day, though it might be saved until next week. Um, Have a lot of stuff going on around here. We're recording on a Thursday. Not only is it NBA trade deadline day, but it's also I got to leave for uh, Burbank card show. So pretty busy around here. But... The Dinging Corners train never stops. Yeah, you're right. So let's uh, let's start with a little 2022 Bowman Draft Sapphire talk because this product just came out this week, um, and it was $180, $179 on Tops.com, and it sold out real quick, like really, really, really quick. Yeah. I got the email and by the time I got to the actual site, everything was gone. Yeah. They usually send the email out like 20 minutes after it goes live or something like that. Yeah. At least in my experience. And by the time you already, if, if you're using the email to find out, you're already toast. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so this came out. I can't, I imagine it's going to be expensive. I'm on cardboard connection right now and they have linked eBay, uh, they have eBay links next to it, and we're talking people asking three hundred bucks for it. Yeah. What What did it come? Uh, what was the sticker price on it? One seventy nine. Wow. Because I'm on eBay right now. Yeah, they're going for like three hundred pretty easily, like yeah. around three hundred. Which, uh, before I forget, if you are looking, if you are a Dinging Corners fan and you're looking to get into some breaks, uh. I don't know about Kentucky Rojo if you guys will have any breaks for it. Um, if you do, let us know. But Slab Stocks breaks will be having um, – I we're getting some cases in of it. I think it is four. Don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure it's four cases of Bowman Draft Sapphire. So if uh, anybody wants to jump in on a break of Bowman Draft Sapphire, you know what to do. You can go to whatnot, the Slab Socks whatnot page. When we post them, I don't know when it's going to get posted. First, it's got to get delivered, you know, and then, know. and then go from there. But we will we will be having Bowman Draft Sapphire breaks, and I'm sure I will announce them probably on next week's Dingy uh, Corners as well. And Jimbo, if he if you have time, find out if Kentucky Roadshow is doing any breaks of this stuff, and we'll uh, get that announced as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sapphire breaks. What'd you say? I always love sapphire breaks because one, they don't take like extremely long, mm-hmm. and two, I just love sapphire. Yeah, every every card is nice, and even if you're not like, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just buy into your favorite team, and if you hit a player you like, it, and it's not a first. That's okay because it's still a sweet card. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so we move on to actually talking about Bowman Draft Sapphire and um, they've got the checklist added and they've got the parallels added and uh, it's, it's interesting. Number one, 
these boxes sold for twenty dollars cheaper than they did last year. At sticker price, twenty dollars yeah. cheaper. Yeah, yeah. But one hundred and ten dollars more expensive than they sold in twenty twenty. So you can. It's kind of interesting to see where they're going because I'm. I'm. You know, it's got to be the fanatics thing where they're moving back down a little bit to try to. I don't know. I don't know why they're moving it back down. I'm. I'm surprised they did, but I'm happy they did. Um. And uh, we've got the we've got the basics. Um, yet again, I would assume the parallels are not on <clears throat> cardboard connection. That being said, I would assume that it's the same parallels as the other brakes, with one exception. They just came out with 2022 Tops Chrome Sapphire F1, and they had a new color out of 199. Hmm. Um, and they also had a color out of like. 15 which was like negative and stuff so there is potential if just using f1 which i watched rip yesterday that they would have um that they would have uh sirens in the background um there is potential that they would have new parallels but from what what i'm expecting is i'm expecting a purple out of out of dog season um i'm expecting red i'm expecting purple i'm expecting orange gold and some form of aqua um up to 99 we will see if they put anything else in there i wouldn't be shocked if there's an out of 150 or an out of 199 but i'm also not going to like guarantee it yeah are you a fan of the the paprikash or whatever that that color is the one hundred one? The like paprikasha. Yeah, I am. I love a good paprikasha. I like that they both do the super fractor and the paprikasha mm-hmm. because, like the super fractor, obviously everyone loves a good super fractor one hundred one. Yeah. But the paprikasha is just of of all the one hundred ones that exist that aren't super fractors, it's my favorite, and that includes prism blacks or tops flagship platinum um anything like that i love the pad Pradasha right behind the super refractor yeah yeah i like them too i actually pulled one once um in like a yeah yeah way back like a couple i think it was like two or three years ago and i was like what is this this color i've never seen one before in person um and it was pretty cool i liked it I pulled but, a I pulled a super refractor auto out of a sapphire box one time for a break, and it was a tiger's prospect that was now in Japan. <laughs> oh geez, yeah. Um, but the the Papadasha, just a very sweet, very sweet color. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy um, the look of the card. Enjoy the look of all sapphire cards, really. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, but we don't need to talk too much about the product itself. Let's look at this checklist. Because this is what I'm excited about. Okay, we've got we've we've got your your guys you're expecting, right? Um, sorry, I'm uh, your Elijah Greens and your Jackson Holidays and guys like that. Um, but then you also have you know so many first round picks that are just interesting. Eric Brown Jr. for the for the Brewers, 
interesting, weird kind of hit tool type of guy. Um, you go through even farther. Uh, the guy I was going to talk about later, Cole Young, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and the list keeps going on and on. And then you also have not only do you have the draft pick guys that are the uh, the draft guys that everyone wants, but you also you know, you get color of some of these other guys that are second cards, third cards. They're still going to sell well because it's Sapphire. Yeah, I don't know about you, but they did they not throw any vet, uh, veteran cards in here? In so draft, it it does not it does not appear that they did. Two hundred card checklist, and um, the most veteran of guys I can find are still prospects. Wow, that's. A I don't know if they've always done that. I'm going blank, but I, I'm, I don't remember that always being a thing. Cause it's, I don't know. I guess I'll have to double check that, but that is really interesting, but I do like this draft class. There's a lot of depth with it. There's a lot of young, uh, a lot of young hitters in here mm -hmm. and a lot of upside on this draft. So this is an interesting one. I think that's why there was so much excitement with the release and how the price already almost doubled in yeah. 24 hours. I mean, like there's guys like Gavin Cross. We didn't talk we didn't talk about Gavin Cross and we haven't talked about Gavin Cross yet, but he was the ninth pick for mm -hmm. um the Royals. He's the sixth card in the product. And all he did last year in A ball, only only uh a or hundred twenty three plate appearances, but he had a thousand plus OPS. Yeah. You know? And Jeez, we're talking about a dude who can play center field and first base like Cody Bellinger or Max Kepler. Yeah. Dude, yeah, there's a lot of names in here that we haven't talked about that, that I'm excited about. Like we haven't even talked about like Tamar Johnson even. And then like, there's some sleepers like a Reggie Crawford, uh, Mikey Romero. Like there's some names here that, that I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm that are like the deep not not necessarily deep sleepers like tamar johnson is a deep sleeper but there are some like hidden value in here and possible yeah. for a fourth fourth pick to be a <laughs> deep sleeper yeah exactly so this is an interesting one i might have to get i might uh see if i can get a box or two and throw it in the closet always dude that's the best thing you can do with with sapphire is don't put it out where you can see it and then you rip it because then you regret the day you rip a 2019 Bowman Sapphire or yeah. Topps Chrome Sapphire uh, box. Yeah. Dude, one thing I do like about Sapphire, this is what I was thinking about a couple of days ago, was like the purple and the greens look great in it. In the re and I like I like some of the other parallels in it, but specifically the green and the purple, I usually don't like in the normal products. Mm -hmm. Like they don't do anything for me, but something about them in the sapphire. Like you don't like green and normal product? Not necessarily, unless it's Riley Green, and it's green, a green. Because then it's a color match. I always tell myself. <laughs> uh, but the um, but with the sapphire, I like the purples and the greens in it. I yeah. think they really pop in person. Um, I like that kit. I agree. I think all sapphire cards pop in person. To be fair. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, card number 153, Brooks Lee. We're not going to do a huge overview of this of this stuff, but card number 153, Brooks Lee, he was the eighth pick. Um, I saw some lists that were saying that 
I don't know if I don't think he was the top of the list, but he was pretty close, two or three of guys with just in, intelligent baseball players or the smartest baseball players or like guys you um you the front offices would like you know think that just no baseball. <laughs> and Brooks Lee little little dogs barking not his feet either. But Brooks Lee was the was close to the top as a guy that just got drafted and obviously he's the eighth pick, very expensive. But when I see that, I'm instantly interested because if you're like if there's a bunch of guys, a bunch of uh, front office guys that think Brooks Lee has the intangibles, all right, I'm keying in on that because intangibles can take you a long way. Uh, you can have all the skills in the world, but when you know how to put them to use, that is huge. And so, like, Brooks Lee is very interesting to me. Yeah. Usually stuff, guys like that, they, they excel through the minors pretty fast because they're pretty well polished. Like, they don't have to worry about them making the, you know, the little mistakes so they can mm-hmm. trust them faster. And um, he made it all the way up to double A. I mean, he only played two games, but the fact that he made it up to double A in his uh, – in the same year that he got drafted just tells you what the, the front office is thinking of him. Yep. Brooks Lee. But the only thing that I always hesitate, like with the Brooks Lee is he plays for the twins. I don't know what it is, but it's hard for me to get excited about twin prospects. I can tell you why it's hard for you to get excited about twins prospects. Can I take a shot at it? Well, wait, wait, let me take a shot. Miguel Sano failure free agent right now. Failure. Um, uh, Brian Buxton, Royce Lewis, but Buxton, n- not necessarily a failure, but always injured. Royce Lewis injured and has been injured a ton. Max Kepler, kind of a disappointment. Um, uh, there's a couple Austin other, Martin. there's a, Kenny, there's a, what Austin Martin. And then that, that shortstop in 2019, the Austin Martin kid. disappointment. Um, there was another there was another dude that not Max Kepler that was like a top prospect at the same time as Royce Lewis and I just can't remember his name. Tim Beckham? No. For the for the Twins. Oh, that's he I forgot. He got he played there for like a season or something, right? For Tim Beckham. No, he was drafted. I I got this. I need to go to uh I need to go to like I'll just go to like 2 years ago. We'll see it. Alex Kirloff. Yes. Dude, he, man, I thought he was going to be legit too. Yeah. Disappointment. You know, you just, you get all these guys one after another, after another, after another. Alex Kirloff, Royce Lewis, Miguel Sano, Byron Buxton, all top prospects. Um, Austin Martin, top draft pick obviously traded from the Blue Jays to uh, to the Twins, but a top draft pick nonetheless. And, and what have they done? Yeah. I don't know if it's that – Trevor Larnich. Like, the thing is, like, I don't know if it's, like, the their development or do they miss value – like, do, or are they missing on, like, on evaluating talent? The thing that throws me off is they always 
usually like they usually have a pretty solid season every year somehow still. And it's not True. like they spend a ton of money. So like, what do they do? Like back well, in the day, the, the, the AL central is just a terrible, so I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. No, it's so true, though. It is true. Your Tigers. They're just. It's a terrible division. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're right. They are look at Trevor Larnish, man. He was drafted out of college. Was projected to be like one of the best. He was one of the best college bats you could get. Through his age 24 and 25 season in the majors, he's had 420 plate appearances with a 94 OPS plus. You know, we're talking we're talking about a dude who, as a 21 year old, had a thousand one hundred sixteen OPS at Oregon State, 19 home runs. One of the best college bats drafted. And yet a couple years later is struggling to hit in the majors. Dude, you know, what's crazy, too, is like Aaron Sabato. Remember him? Yep. College bat out of North Carolina like this dude. I like it was as well polished as anyone coming in. I was like, oh, this dude can hit anywhere. Like he's like he's gonna he's gonna fly through the minors. His stats, his first two seasons, wow. <laughs> he didn't like he had he had over 250 once, and it was a 253, and that was in uh high last year. Then yeah, but- this, or in 2021, and then last year he goes to, to high A again to start the season, hits 226 with just atrocious numbers. I won't even go through them. I mean, he had 17 home runs, but for for the potential and for his age, like I don't know, man. I don't something about twins prospects. I can't get behind. Like there's times where I get get excited about a kid, and then I just gotta remind myself track record. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I am curious what I'm curious about, and I think probably the, the most curious guy outside of, outside of my brewers prospects, of course, like there's, there's five brewers in here. There's two, there's two repeats in Jackson Churio and Henry Mendez. Um, but then you've got, you've got the, uh, uh, Jacob Sirikowski. Right. And Eric Brown Jr. Um, oh, you've got Felix Valerio in here as well. But you have Robert Moore, who I don't know if you know who Robert Moore is, but uh, he was is the son of the Royals, former GM Dayton Moore. Hmm. And uh, he played at Arkansas and he hit really well in college up until his his draft year um he had a 847 ops as a freshman and then a 942 ops as a 19 year old and then a disappointing 801 ops as a 20 year old but that didn't dissuade the brewers from taking him with their comp round pick and um in a ball in carolina last year he had a 770 ops but then in the australian league this past year he had an 894 ops now I know it's Australian League winter winter ball, but it's also just one of those things where the Brewers are drafting a lot of guys with good hit tools. Yeah. Um, like if you go through the Brewers Fangraphs list, the amount of fifty grade hit tools that they have, or fifty grade, sixty grade hit tools that they have is impressive, and Robert Moore is is just 
kind of one of those guys. It's 55, close enough. Um, but you get 55 hit, 60 speed, 60 field. All of a sudden, that's like a huge floor. He had yeah. eight home runs in the Australian League. Like, if he can tap into that power as a second baseman with great defense, great speed, good contact, you never know. But I digress because I didn't want to talk about Robert Moore. I just ended up on a tangent. What I want to talk about is Kumar Rocker. Because obviously he was, you know, high draft pick by the Mets, doesn't sign, goes back to college because of injury concerns, and then the Rangers surprisingly take him number three, despite the fact that he didn't really have what would be considered um, the best year leading up to the draft because he didn't play or he didn't go back to college. He didn't have the best year leading up to the draft because he went indie ball route. Yeah. And then he gets drafted. And so, you know, that's always a concern. Um, and then he didn't have the best fall league, but here's the thing. The Rangers have been good at developing arms lately. Your Cole wins, your Owen whites, um, guys like that, where it's like, Hmm. They got Jack Leiter, and now you've got Kumar Rocker here. The Rangers have been pretty good at getting a lot out of their pitching prospects. He was amazing at Vanderbilt, and then he was injured. You bring him back, you put him in a good system, I'm super curious. I'm super curious. I don't know if I'm curious uh, due to the prices um, of his cards. Like, I'd still probably rather have Jacob Masirakowski than uh, uh, Kumar Rocker because, like, we're talking – Green Sparkle for thirty nine bucks, Gold Auto for SGC nine for three hundred. Like yeah, if, if if those are the options, I would rather have you know other pitchers that are also in good situations that have nasty stuff. That being said, though, I'm still just absurdly absurdly interested in what the Rangers can do because obviously there was so much talent. He looked like the number one pick in the draft for years at after his freshman year and sophomore year at Vanderbilt, he looked unhittable, unstoppable. Yeah. And um, it was funny because I, I was in Charleston at the time when uh, when he was coming, you know, when he was in college. And um, I was never really a fan of college baseball. It's, I still really not really. Yeah, me neither. It, to me, it, I have a lot of reasons why. But um, one of the guys I used to hang out with a lot, he went to South Carolina and, and he loves college baseball. Like he likes it more than anything. So like I ended up watching quite a bit of college baseball and I remember watching Vandy and he was a freshman at the time. And dude, I remember watching, him, I was like, dude, this dude's going to be the number one, like number one, number one overall pick. This dude is phenomenal. And then, you know, some, you know, injuries with arms, like it happens all the time. And I thought it was interesting. Um, I think it was a good pickup by the Rangers because they actually like the the slot value was like seven million or something. It was seven seven and a half seven million five hundred and ninety one thousand and six hundred dollars was the slot value, and they got them for five point two. Yeah, save that mm-hmm. money. Spend That's it elsewhere. Seven million five hundred ninety one thousand six hundred. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, a lot of money. They saved a lot of money on slot value which uh allowed them to spread it out through the draft but really they got a huge upside with the three over uh, third overall pick while getting undervalued so really it allowed them to like pick super high ceiling kids throughout the entire draft which i thought was interesting because 
I feel like Texas had the Rangers has been they have, they've been drafting very well the last three or four years. I think there's some very interesting talent in that in that farm system. You know what's interesting? The Rangers didn't have because of their signings of um, their their Corey Seager and uh, the other guy. I can't remember his name right now. They didn't have a second or a third round pick. Yeah, Marcus Simeon and. Uh... Yep, there you go, Marcus Simeon. So like they save money with Kumar Rocker, and then they're able to get at least a guy that is um, Brock in Brock Porter, who oh, yeah. got paid a little less than four million. Like they ended up getting Kumar Rocker, and then MLB Pipeline's number eleventh ranked prospect, Baseball America's number seventh ranked prospect. So they get both those arms despite not having a second and third round pick. Dude, that's why I love MLB draft over any other sports draft. There's so there's, much, there's so many moving parts. It's yeah. I, I love it. I love the aspect of it. And then I love like the international draft signing pool and stuff. Although I would love it all. Like think about if there was a draft with everyone, international and U.S. But – I get it. The international draft, though, I'm a little bit against because that's just another way for. If there's an international draft, that just means that owners are are saving money. That is true. And they're not going to spend it elsewhere. It's not going to be like, oh, well, they save international money. So now they spend it on your team. No, no. They'll keep your hundred million dollar payroll and they'll put it right in their pockets instead of signing that kid out of Venezuela for four million dollars. And I'd rather. I'd rather the kid from Venezuela get life-changing money. I mean, uh, they, they still would get the big signing bonus. You would just extend the draft and, and put more money in this. Like, all the international money, like the, you know, how they get allocated an amount, you would just throw that on top of their draft spending, and you just throw it all in one. So, really. I just I just worry that it wouldn't get spent. I worry that teams would be yeah. like, well, you've got nowhere to turn. Um, like if they say to an American kid, Hey, all right, I'll go to college still. If oh, they I say see to a mean. Venezuelan kid, well, you got to either take our deal or be stuck in, 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 uh, whatever Dominican summer league team you're on or something like that. Venezuelan complex league team, um, for another year until somebody else drafts you. And then, and then they draft them and say, well, you can take what we offer you or, you know, I don't feel like they have enough. Um, I don't feel like those kids would have enough of a uh, – what word am I looking for here? Leverage. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, I don't think they'd have enough leverage to be able to maximize the amount of money they're making unless it's unless it's a system where you're fighting against other teams for the same kids, so you have to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. You're right. I, I guess I didn't. I forgot about the reason, the the why they do that, why they do the international, because they don't have the school like to, the the second option, which it's kind of sad. Um, but I remember like talking to a lot of a lot of like Brian Villarreal was a good buddy of mine in the Tiger system. He played up in the Tigers for a bit, uh, reliever through gas, you know, 96, 98 little dude. And there was a bunch of guys like that, a bunch of Venezuelan guys on the Tigers at that time. And I forget what his signing bonus was, but it was it wasn't very much. And 
and I, all the guys were talking about, they're like, if we were in the draft, like we would have been paid way different hmm. than what, cause they got like 20, let's say 20,000, which is still like a ton of money. And they're yeah. super grateful for it. But I mean, 20 grand compared to what some of this draft money is. Well, I mean, and, and of course it depends. I mean, I had a buddy senior signee that I played baseball with growing up that signed for 3000 bucks. True. But I mean, you these know? like, but these guys were already in AAA at age like 20. Yeah. So like they had the talent. You know what I mean? It wasn't like uh Yeah, but it's also one of those things where if they're getting paid 20,000 at 16, right? They're not going to be the guys that are getting drafted high in the draft, at which point they're still going to be I guess they'd get a minimum of 100 100k cuz that's the that's the what you can offer a guy rounds 11 through 20 or whatever. So they get a hundred K, but um, if, if they're getting 20,000 at 16, we can't just pretend that they're suddenly going to, you know, jump up those draft boards where they're getting a significant amount more than that. So also you're on mute, Jay. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's shift gears here from our 2022 Bowman draft Sapphire um, real quick checklist good of course every draft checklist is always good um and the set i like the set sapphire just in general i always like sapphire uh we don't know the parallels yet we will we will wait and see what those are maybe give a little update next week if we can find the find the parallels but for me I am excited for this. I'm excited to be able to do some breaks. It will be me doing the breaks, too. All, all the cases are coming to me to, for the breaks, so I'm excited to rip my hands into those. Ooh. But overall, I always love Sapphire, and um, Bowman Chrome Sapphire was rough because of, of the lack of autos, though they did have the rookie the rookie Sapphires you could get, you know, Julio and stuff. Um, I, think, I think Bowman Draft Sapphire is going to be excellent. Yeah. I, I like the depth on it and uh in a 200 card checklist isn't enormous either um and i i think it's a good hold even as a uh, keeping it sealed yeah if you can get it for a decent price all um, right let's move on to our prospect of the day and this is my pick today and my pick is cole young who we talked about a little bit ago 19 year old high school draft pick um play shortstop here's what's interesting as i'm looking at him i'm gonna read you off him and then bryce terang okay uh-oh okay cole young high school draft pick bryce terang high school draft pick cole young 21st pick bryce terang 21st pick oh my gosh cole young bats left throws right bryce terang Bats left, throws right. Cole Young, six foot. Bryce Trang, six foot. Cole Young, 180 pounds. Bryce Trang, 173 pounds. Both shortstops. Both 60 field shortstops. Um, the difference between the two is this. Cole Young, 60 hit. Bryce Trang, 50. Cole Young, 40 game power. Bryce Trang, 35. Though they both have 45 raw power. Uh, Cole Young, 40 speed, Bryce Terang, 55, and Bryce Terang currently a 60 field, whereas Cole Young's a 45, but projected 60. Um, 
But like, I feel like we're talking about slightly different players. Bryce Tarang, Tarang the more speed, but worse contact at this point, worse in-game power, and obviously, and I think probably that in-game power is just coming from the better contact, right? Um. So I would say because of speed, this the speed and um, defense probably give Tarang the better floor, per se, uh, just to be able to to be a, a decent a decent uh, defender. But um, Cole Young the more upside. Now let's look at stats here. Cole Young last year, he had the same amount of strikeouts as he did walks. Uh, through two levels eight strikeouts eight walks doesn't have a ton of power we won't really get into his stats too much because of uh just small sample size and it doesn't really matter um especially in a ball though he hit he hit fine but absurdly high babips of 389 and 371 between the two levels needless to say he had good stats though because he ran a 144 wrc plus and a 143 wrc plus um bryce terang in his rookie and A-ball year, uh, 132 WRC+, plus, 125 WRC+. Plus. Great walk rates to strikeout rates. Again, no power. Like, we're talking about the same guy with the difference being, you know, both, both great defenders, both good eye at the plate, both the same size, same weight. Same bat left, hit right, both drafted out of high school, both drafted with the 21st pick. But Cole Young is interesting because he has that pop that Bryce Terang doesn't. And Bryce Terang, he's a top 100 prospect, um, but he kind of he, he's not overly expensive because he just doesn't have power, and I don't expect him to. Whereas Cole Young, I don't expect him to get huge power, but there's at least some interest there where if he could get to like 10 home run seasons along with a good eye, along with great defense, along with running high averages. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's a six foot 180, you know, and I'm sure 180 is probably like after going swimming with a full uniform on, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't, I don't know, like I haven't seen this kid too much. Um, but a kid like that, that's that young, like the the six foot frame is interesting, and I feel like he could grow into that and that power. Because I've heard a lot of great things about this kid, and I'm pretty sure like his dad was a coach or something, or like a high school coach or something like that. I remember hearing. Um, so he has a lot of like the the fundamentals of, of what I remember. Um, but also the thing that I find is find intriguing is. They, the Mariners, you know how they, they found Edwin Arroyo last year, mm-hmm. who I was a big fan of, and he was, you know, high school prep bat. Uh, and I feel like they might have just found another one, like a solid young shortstop. So I feel like uh, usually, I don't know, you know me, I like, uh, I like when teams show signs of success. I usually ride that, that, that boat until it sinks. Um, so real quick here, just because I, I agree with you. Um, you have, you have 
just in general, young Mariners prospects that have been doing well. Noel V. Marte and um, the guy you just talked about. Obviously, they're both traded to the to the Reds, but they were doing well. Julio Rodriguez, obviously, doing well. Um, you've got guys like Jonathan Clays, uh, who is of interest to a lot of people, um, who did well last year. Like they've just they've had their hands all over Jonathan Clays, eight thirty six OPS in A ball last year. They've had their uh, their hands all over along with Harry Ford and and um, their current catcher, that big dumper. I can't remember his actual name, just his nickname. <laughs> um, they've had a lot of good success developing young offensive players and and pitching and pitching you know the logan gilberts and emerson hancocks and stuff of the world they've been good um but the mariners have really made their hay with with developing position player prospects and they obviously had to have liked some of the guys down the way guys like cole young enough to be able to trade away both noel v Marte. And I can't remember the guy's name you just mentioned. Uh, Edwin Arroyo. Edwin Arroyo. They had to have liked Cole Young enough where they were comfortable trading both shortstops of the future away and still have a shortstop behind him. Yeah. Huge upside with a kid like this. Um, very. I'm going to be watching very closely this season on him um, because I think the first full season will really tell us a lot about him. And uh, I'm excited to see where that comes out. I'm in- interested to see where the power is at. And also, I want to see where the play discipline is at for them. No. Those are the two biggest things I'll be watching. Um, yep. Because I think hitting tool will always be there. Fielding will always be there. Yeah, those things don't usually disappear. And that's why I'm, like, not worried. Outside of Wander having been, obviously, really good without injury, the other reason why I'm not worried about him is because if you have a 70-80 grade hit tool – yeah, it's just hard to disappear. Uh, sleeping out, wander, dude. He's like a top five in the MVP pick, uh, like odds or whatever. Really? Yeah. Hey, real quick, let's talk Cole Young prices here. Blue Wave. So he doesn't have any actual autos out there. <coughs> they are all, they are all redemptions. Blue Wave Auto just sold two hundred ten dollars on auction February eighth which is the day we were co- or yesterday, actually not the day we were recording uh, Wednesday. Um, we've also got like Ray wave selling for 15. I saw a blue non number or non auto sold for 90. Like they're decently expensive, but he's also interesting enough where I'm interested in him. But here's the question. So we're talking, we're talking, is there any base? Is there any base autos I can find real quick? I, when I looked, I think it's all just redemptions, and there's really not a lot of them. It seems like uh, it's, it's okay. So, well, that's in January. Well, okay, Cole Young Blue Wave Auto, um, for one fifty, right? Blue Wave Auto for 150. That seems. Does that seem high to you? Because it's a wave. Well, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find. Okay, Bryce Trang Blue Auto, January 9th, 85. So 
I like the kid, but herein lies my problem with him. He is really close to being a Bryce Terang. Less speed, more power. A better hit tool. Um, where does the slight amount of in-game power, the significantly less speed, small amount less hit? So he's he's only five points. He's five points lower than or okay. So a ten point difference in hit, sixty to fifty. That's pretty substantial. Five point game power. Fifteen point speed difference there. I don't know. It's just it's like he's obviously the higher upside prospect, but if I'm looking at Bryce Terang for eighty five dollars, and I don't want to buy a Bryce Terang for eighty five dollars, mind you, um, yeah. because he doesn't have power. Two hundred ten dollars for a blue wave, not a true blue. Like where where is the? I like the kid. I do. I do think I think if he can get into tap into some more power, like there's huge upside here. But as it stands right now with his fan graphs rankings, and he's only six foot one eighty, he's already kind of filled out. I don't expect him to get up to six foot two hundred pounds. And if he does, he's probably not a shortstop anymore. Um where's the upside there? Yeah. I think the upside is um uh, I think his supply will probably be a bit little bit lower because it's redemptions. And two, the 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 excitement, you know, young high school prep back going through the Mariner system, all-star games there. There's gonna be a lot of excitement about the Mariners, who J Rod, where I don't know. I feel like that that's the upside. But really for me, I can't get fully excited until I see a full season. Like I'm taking a flyer right now, but this after the first I don't know. First half of the season will be uh, the deciding factor if I if I like him or not. Like, should I sell or should I buy? Whatever. Yep, I like that. Give it some time. See what he does before buying in, because it is it is obviously a huge risk, and we we talk about it all the time. Buying after, you know, it used to be buying in a ball was the risk, and then it became buying in rookie ball was the risk. <laughs> And then it became buying in the Dominican Summer League was the risk. But it's still a risk even after a brief stint in A-ball to buy, even if people are buying absurdly high-priced cards from dudes in Dominican Summer League. Yeah. I think the another thing I'm going to be looking closely on him is like his exit velo, like his velos on his on – him see on how – is he just – getting on base because he's running a lot out or if, if he's hitting the ball hard. Well, we're talking about a 40-speed guy here, so – I don't think he's running a lot out. Really? They put him at a 40? I they feel put like... him at a 40. Hmm. I feel like he would be faster than that. But who knows? I don't know. Sometimes you see those athletic guys. I knew a couple of athletic guys growing up that just looked like they were running in molasses. <laughs> it's just like, how are you athletic enough to like be good at basketball and stuff, but you're so slow? Yeah. Like I was pretty sure I could run faster than them backwards. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's how slow some of those kids were. It was crazy. And then, and then, of course, you had to make fun of them, keep them humble. So yeah, yeah. Um, but Jonathan Clayce is, or Jonathan Clayce, Cole Young is my prospect of the day. I like the kid. I do think the comparisons to Bryce Terang are uncanny. I do think the upside is higher than Bryce Terang. I also think that the price difference between him and Terang is ridiculous. Where it's like, uh. 
I don't know about that. Yeah, I agree. I just I know there is excitement about this kid. There's a guy in town that that has talked about him quite a bit here in Wilmington, and um, I've also heard it around the, the the Bowman community, the Bowman baseball community. So I'll keep an eye on. I don't think he's one that I'm getting like super excited where I'm going all in on, like how I do with some of these guys. But I I'll definitely will be picking up a few here and there just yeah. to see what happens. These are this is one of those guys where like auto I won't touch, but maybe pick up uh, a color once they drop in price a little bit. Yeah, if they drop in price, now we're hitting the pro- we're hitting the issue where we're so close to the season where they might not drop, even though the release just happened because people are getting pumped for baseball. So like you run into that you run into that issue, but uh, I'm hoping to try to find some at the Birdbank show this weekend. So I'm hoping to fi- oh, try yeah. to find some there. You have to keep me updated on uh, on uh, what kind of bowmen you find out there. I will, because I feel like it's that area is like a basketball area. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm specifically going for baseball. Yeah. So it'll be a tough scene if I can't find baseball. I'm sure you'll find you'll there'll definitely be some, but I'm curious on on um, on how much. I, another thing I'm curious is. Where is like the baseball card? I guess what region would be like the best baseball card area? I mean, it's got to be the south somewhere, right? I, I bet. It. I bet you put a card show in near a Vanderbilt or an SEC school. I bet it's a lot of baseball. Yeah, I guess on the coast, I definitely have for more baseball talk on the East Coast, like uh, like in the Carolinas. Yeah than I've had. Well, I guess Ohio is pretty big in baseball. When I lived in, like growing up in Ohio. Hmm. I would not have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know where the, I, I mean, for me, it would be, it would be, I would expect it to be like the Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, a lot of, a lot of, prep prospects come out of georgia yeah tons and tons and tons yeah so that's true yeah somewhere in there but of course all those places also have you know they got the hawks and they got the the uh mavericks and they've got the cowboys and they've got the Mm -hmm. falcons and you got the saints and so for every every place where i'm like yeah that seems like a baseball hotbed it's also like well there's also nba and yeah that's what's tough I would love to find an area where it is just straight, like, because I, I feel like the the baseball collectors, like they're they're not at like there's a lot of them, but they're not like um, I don't know, they're not as well known as let's say some of like the big football or base basketball collectors. You know, like those trend pretty big. Yeah, but it's like, also it's all the sort of the perception of the sport. That, that that's the thing, like. But there is some really great baseball card collectors that have like some crazy collections that people wouldn't even know about, like if they saw it, like how big of a collection it actually is. Yep. Unless you're a baseball guy. Like Jimmy. Or a baseball person. Yeah. Huh? Exactly. Well kill yourself. We are closing in on fifty minutes here, so we should wrap it up. Yeah, you're right. Uh Jimbo, thank you for joining today. 
everyone else that's listening thank you for listening today if you listen to this and you are going to the burbank card show either on friday or in the morning on saturday and you see me please say hi uh would love to chat and uh see what you're picking up at the burbank card show and see if you found any baseball cards i can pick up um otherwise thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you guys next friday deuces have a great weekend